0: Good morning, Orlando. Tuesday morning on the 50,000 watt front porch, and a cold one for sure. We're going to warm you up off the top with our first check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic right now on News Radio 93.1, WFLA FM, and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger.
1: And I'm Melissa Fox. Top stories this morning cold temperatures and flu shots. Details coming up in one minute. I'm
0: going to try to squeeze you out of the Trump train. It's crowded. Talking wall. Chief of staff. Comey, Mueller, and more next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 93.1.
1: High temperatures around the area are gonna top out around the mid to upper fifties today, but it could be a lot worse. Thousands of people remain without power following massive snowfall in the southeast. More than a foot in some areas, tearing apart trees, pulling
2: down power lines, leaving hundreds of thousands in the cold with no electricity.
3: We were
1: without power earlier, and I've mostly been checking on family to make sure that everybody has what they need. That's NBC's Jay Gray reporting from Charlotte, North Carolina. The wintry blast dumped up to two feet of snow in certain hard-hit areas and reportedly has claimed at least two lives. Over 327,000 homes and businesses across six states lost power as the storm
0: beat down on the region. Amazing that a lot of those places got a year's worth of snowfall in one weekend, Melissa. I know. The most power
1: outages, North Carolina. Looked beautiful, though, didn't it? As we watched from Florida. Yeah, see from a distance, you f- bet.
0: <laughs> when you're in the middle of it freezing to death in a house with no juice, <laughs> you know, but if you're a kid, boy, it's, it's just <sighs> heaven sent. You got um,
1: eleven to fourteen inches in some areas.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's global warming's killing us. It.
1: No, it's terrible. Black ice and a dangerous morning commute remain big concerns from states for, uh, all the way from Alabama to North Carolina because of the freezing temperatures. Again, it's forty-five here in Orlando. Uh, the news is brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Chris Christie's name is being bounced around, resurfacing as John Kelly's replacement for the White House chief of staff. The former New Jersey governor was passed over for the AG for Jeff Sessions and reportedly had said no to Ambassador to Italy and heading up Homeland Security or Veterans Affairs. The Republican could have a tough time getting support from White House advisers Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner.
0: Christie's a good pick. In a moment, I'll give you the great pick and the absolute slam dunk for Trump's chief of staff. Coming up.
1: Yeah, and on that, years ago, Christie actually prosecuted Kushner's father for tax evasion, witness tampering, and illegal campaign contributions.
0: Could be some hard feelings inside the family.
1: (laughs) The roommate of an accused killer says the suspect was behaving erratically before the incident. Damon Kemp is accused of shooting two people to death last week in Daytona Beach at the Jade Park Apartments Homes. An arrest report released yesterday shows Kemp's roommate at another complex claims Kemp seemed paranoid in the days leading up to the shooting. That roommate is the one who drove Kemp to Jade Park the night the shootings happened. A Jacksonville woman is crediting her home security camera with catching a would-be Grinch. A Northside resident says her surveillance camera caught footage of a man stealing packages from her porch in Ocean Way. The woman turned the video evidence over to the police who arrested the suspect the next day. She said they could never have caught the man without her camera and encourages every homeowner to get one.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a safe touch commercial. I'll have one of those later making exactly (laughs) that case. Stay tuned for that.
1: And finally, a Massachusetts woman is pleading Amazon stop giving technology female names. Her six-year-old daughter Alexa has been bullied. She wrote to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos saying, kids are teasing her daughter by saying, turn on my TV or tell me today's weather.
0: You know, I hadn't thought about this. We got Siri. We got Alexa. (laughs) Yeah, we're the guys, Yaffe. We're being aced out of the high tech here.
2: Yeah, that's really true. Even like navigation systems, they're all, that's women. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: What's going on with that? (laughs) I want to talk to Joe. (laughs) <laughs> and ralph and sam right
1: hey ralph hey frank what's the news <laughs> a technical support uh, member of the of this on behalf of the ceo responded look we'll send this feedback to the internal teams which basically means pff, circular file
0: right oh it sounds yeah. like it
1: <laughs> wfla news time six oh six six. check out the new study that says james bond is a severe alcoholic that's on our website, WFLAOrlando.com. Orlando.com. Well, he's been
0: drinking martinis for 50 years, you know,
1: shaken,
4: shaking, not, not stirred.
0: not stirred, yes. <laughs> First hour of Good
1: Morning Orlando starts now.
4: From News Radio 93.1, this
0: is Good Morning Orlando. And good Tuesday morning. Great to be back with you after an extended weekend. I'm still in recovery, as are you as a fellow Patriots fan, Melissa, from the so-called Miracle in Miami. <laughs> That unbelievable razzle-dazzle play that the Patriots didn't stop inexplicably that cost them the game by a point to the Dolphins.
1: But a double lateral? Who would have thought that would ever work?
0: It never works in the NFL, and all (laughs) of a sudden it works. I'm telling you, it's going to take a while to get over that. Yaffe, you had the unmitigated gall in my absence. To play that is your sound <laughs> judgment, sound cut in the game uh, yesterday. I
2: had no choice, bud. The people demanded it.
1: <laughs> you, know, <laughs> just, you know, it's even worse, bud. Yaffe, actually, it was a backhanded compliment. He said, uh, wow, you're the consummate reporter. You actually told the story. I I thought you wouldn't even mention it. Yeah, I thought she was going to ignore it completely. (laughs) News is news. You know, we've got the curse in Miami when it comes to the Patriots.
0: Very tough. The Patriots do not do well playing the Dolphins down there, no matter what their records are year after year after year. This is an absolute nightmare. I don't know what it's going to do to the Patriots downstream it saved the Dolphins' season. There is no question oh, about yes. that. Mm. You know, and as a Floridian and a you know a Florida sports fan, you know, there's a part of me that thinks it's a great story. But I've been a dyed-in-the-wool Patriots fan forever. That's I a just, really
2: small part. I think that's uh, yeah. a yeah, real exactly.
0: small part. Point zero zero zero. Yeah. <laughs> and joining us, in addition to Yaffe and the control room, Steph will be taking your phone calls. As I say, we squeeze you onto a very crowded Trump train in a moment, okay? You may have to stand up for the ride and hang on for dear life, okay? We'll get to it. It's Tuesday morning. Thanks to Yaffe for hosting in my absence yesterday. Good morning, Orlando, from the front gate Realty Studio, from your cell pound 250, keyword real estate. On the Trump train we go, all aboard, ready or not, right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic, here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Yeah, if you talked about um, this whole thing with Trump and Cohen, the Mueller probe, and um, you talked about it yesterday when I, was, uh, when I was off. Yeah. You know, I've read a lot of legal analysis by experts ranging from conservative writer Andrew McCarthy to Fox News chief judicial analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano, both of whom I really respect, you know, and, and, and they are saying he is likely to be indicted Over these payments, even though as a sitting president indicted, yes, but can't be prosecuted, they say, even though, you know, some of this is is not clear legally uh, until after he is out of office, which is we'll hear in a moment is exactly what fired FBI director and hyper Democrat anti-Trump partisan James Comey is calling for and, uh, you know, I I can see the point Trump is making here. And it seems to me, even though I'm not a lawyer, he ought to be able to make this stick when push comes to shove if this thing winds up in court, that this is a separate deal. I was being extorted by these women. Some believe he actually had the affairs, and he just wanted to have Cohen pay off and, and, and as the fixer for him, which he was known as when he was his lawyer, and, uh, and have these things go away. And he denies the affairs, and uh, you know, and, and to keep his reputation, his family life, his career, his political aspirations from being destroyed by allegations that he he says are not true, he makes a payment and there's a non disclosure agreement signed. This is this is this does not sound criminal to me.
2: Well, yeah. And the point is, as well, that Trump did stuff like this before he ever ran for president. So he can definitely make that argument. And they said the same thing about John Edwards. He had nondisclosure agreements and the courts ruled that it was not campaign finance violations.
0: Yeah. Edwards, who was the vice presidential candidate um, for Kerry, right? Yes. Back in 04 in mm-hmm. yeah, the failed yep. presidential bid against Bush, who won a second term. Um, let, let's um, let's get to the wall here now, shall we? And uh I mean, it's now or never in the lame duck, as far as I'm concerned, for the wall, because Pelosi is really dug in. But Lindsey Graham, who at times is a fierce Trump ally, and this is one of those times, is saying the president, when he meets today with Schumer and Pelosi to talk about the wall and other things, needs to dig in and go for the wall for at least $5 million worth of funding. And he explains why, and
4: Graham is right. I'd want the whole $5 billion because the caravan is a game changer. 1.6 is available to the president. He wants five. And after the caravan, if you don't see the need for additional border security, you're just not paying much attention. So, Mr. President, dig in. Do not give in when it comes to the wall. This
0: morning, it is reported on Fox. Saw it a moment ago that Pelosi and Schumer are telling Trump that he doesn't have the votes to get the wall through the House and the Senate. They're offering $1.3 billion for... N- border security. They won't even call it the wall. And as I say, Pelosi keeps on saying that the wall is immoral, too expensive, not going to do it. And here she is.
5: Most of us, I, speaking for myself, consider the wall uh, immoral, ineffective, uh, expensive. And President said he promised it. He also promised Mexico would pay for it. So even if they did, it's immoral still, and then they're not going to pay for it. So-
0: Pelosi needs to explain to me what in the world is immoral about enforcing the border of a sovereign nation, for God's sake, and deci- and and having and having, uh, you know, the power to decide who gets into the country and who doesn't. That's not immoral. That's not immoral. It just doesn't fit your politics. And here's the thing, Yaffe. I'm convinced that Pelosi is dug in hard line on this because she is afraid she'll lose votes to become speaker from the far left of the Democrat Party that wants nothing short of open borders. And I think that's part of where Pelosi's coming from, even though she won't admit it.
2: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I, I think that the far left in the party, which gained some seats recently, are really pushing there
0: yeah. for this. We'll hear in a moment from Andy Trump, pro-Democrat, partisan-fired FBI Director James Comey. And I want to hear... From you on how you think this is all going to play out. Do you think the president can fashion an effective defense in saying, with these payments, that he would say, you know, it was because he would, you know, he was being extorted by these women and had no affairs with them as they charge? Uh, is simply a private matter separate from campaign finances, and as a result, not a violation of campaign finance laws, which is what the Democrats want to get him on. Indict him on, convict him on, and throw him in jail for after he gets out of office, let alone, of course, impeachment. four hundred seven nine one six fifty four hundred. I promised you the absolute slam dunk best pick for chief of staff, and uh and I will and I will tell you the guy that Trump needs to pick. And it is just so blatantly obvious four oh seven nine one six fifty four hundred. We'll see what you think about that. Gaffey, can we roll that uh, little montage of fired FBI director James Comey? You know, it's interesting. It's amazing when you hear this, that he ever served as Trump's FBI director. You know, he agreed to serve as Trump's FBI director. He will tell you he is completely nonpartisan. But, hey, uh, if you listen to this, all claims of that nature have now lost credibility. Comey, listen here, is completely invested in ousting Trump from the White House. He talks about the need for it to be done in 2020. And um, he, he's obviously as pro Democrat as anybody could be. Listen. All of us should use every breath we have to make sure that the lying
3: stops on January 20th, 2021. <laughs> I understand and, you know, the Democrats have important debates to have about who, who their candidate should be.
0: They have to win. Yeah. They have to win. Comey. Enough of him. Who's going to be the next Trump chief of staff to succeed outgoing four-star Marine General John Kelly? Their relationship, it is reported, whether it's true or not, I don't know, you know, has deteriorated to the point that uh, they don't even talk to each other anymore, and that's really not a tenable situation you know what's interesting yaffe i was reading and it refreshed my memory on this for most of the history of this republic there was no chief of staff or a president of the united states it started with truman jfk did not even have a chief of staff really yeah but it's what? come to be considered the most essential job of all within the white house to beside me beside the presidency
2: i was just going to say to me that just shows the government's too big now It's a whole other topic that you need a chief of staff.
0: Yeah, you're right. Here is the only guy out there who is qualified and running toward being chief of staff as opposed to running away from it. This guy would give Trump a rock-solid, firm, conservative voice in his ears every single day as chief of staff and he knows how to deal with Capitol Hill. Who is this man? He is a rock-solid conservative in the Tea Party mode, the congressman from North Carolina, the chairman of the House Conservative Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows. I mean, he wrote in a secret memo last month, it is reported, about how House Republicans can counter Democrat plans to investigate and potentially impeach Trump. And he is quoted as saying this over the weekend to Politico. Serving as chief of staff would be an incredible honor. Yaffe, this is the perfect man for the job. To keep Trump right on the conservative path for sure. And and a guy who believes in what Trump stands for. And is tough as nails against the liberals on Capitol Hill
2: and a guy who actually wants the job. Yes. Seems like a lot of people don't want it for some reason.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's your guy. Now, he's open to it. He says it would be an honor. They haven't talked in the past couple of days, but they talk on a regular basis, according to Meadows. Trump needs to have this guy in, talk it over, and unless there's some kind of big red flag there, get this done. He's not going to have the baggage that Christie will have, And he really wants the job. Okay? We're going to talk more about this and take your calls in our 7 o'clock hour, as time permits. Now, at the bottom of the hour, at the bottom of the hour... And good Tuesday morning to you. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch alongside the Budman, Melissa Fox, just down the hallway from the newsroom with the very latest. So what's this about gas prices going down? You got her attention with that? I'll
1: bet. Mary Jenkins, I'm sorry, Mark Jenkins of AAA says there's good news for commuters. Yes, those prices are going down. Gas
4: prices are still falling. The average price is two
2: about $0.05 cents less than a week ago, and $0.30 cents less than less, this time last month. By and large we're saving anywhere from eight to ten dollars on a full tank of gas compared to what we paid earlier this summer.
1: Now in Orlando gas prices are around two twelve a gallon. Uh, is that what you've seen, Bud?
0: Uh gas bud seeing that and a few cents less here uh-huh. and there.
1: Mr. Jenkins believes the lower gas prices are gonna inspire a lot of people to take a road trip coming up during the holidays. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Broward School District could take steps today toward addressing what one law enforcement official calls a culture problem. The school board will meet today to discuss how to identify a Code Red situation and what to do about it. A Code Red was called the day of the shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School, but it came more than three minutes after the first shot was fired. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Guilteri is the head of a committee investigating the shooting. He told the Sun Sentinel school leaders need to take school security more seriously and stop thinking their school is immune from such violence. Amen. Expect health officials to make a full court press this week, encouraging people to get flu shots, Yaffe, as we head into the homestretch for the holiday season. Oh, were you guys talking about that yesterday?
0: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yaffe is among those who are rebelling.
1: Non, a non-vaccinator. Is that right?
2: No, I, it, I it, should get on. it. I just haven't should. yet.
1: Should. (laughs) Anyway, the Orange County Health Department, Kent Donahue is in charge. He says they want to make everyone vaccinated. Plenty of time for the festivities.
0: For this holiday season, give your family the gift of flu protection. Last year, we had a, a very active influenza season. And so we want to make sure everyone's prepared that they've got the flu
4: vaccine and you're able to stay healthy during the season itself.
1: While the holidays are usually a peak season for flu exposure, it can last all the way through April. Two weeks for the vaccination to reach a full effect. So if you get one this week, you should be good to go by Christmas. Yaffe. Florida's next governor is spending most of his time in Tallahassee. He's interviewing people to serve in the new administration. But Ron DeSantis took yesterday to honor members of the armed forces. He was the guest of honor at a ceremony called Wreaths Across America.
0: Doing interviews all day like I have been for the last couple of weeks and we got some good folks in the hopper will roll out and uh, look forward to identifying some more good folks.
1: DeSantis will be sworn in as governor on January 8th. WFLA News Time 637. I'm Melissa Fox. Time to check in with the Bloomberg Business Report and Gina Cervetti.
0: From the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City and let's bring her in live now and good Tuesday morning to you, Gina.
5: Good morning, bud.
0: Man, I'm watching stock prices on my day off yesterday. Had to walk away from the TV for a while, but they bounced back. (laughs) What can you tell us as you look ahead to this session?
5: Yeah, that certainly was another volatile day on Wall Street. Let's check the futures right now. They're indicating a higher open this morning, and we have NYMEX crude inching up a little bit here. It's at $51.43 a barrel. The Dow futures up 173 points. What a wild ride yesterday, though. Again, with the Dow reversing a 508-point decline as some tech shares bounced higher, including Microsoft. In the end, that index was up 34, or a tenth of a percent to 24,400. The SP rose five or two tenths to 2638. The NASDAQ rose three quarters of 1%. The Bloomberg Orlando index slipped a bit. We saw shares of SeaWorld up. The company yesterday increased the minimum hourly wage at its three Orlando parks from $10 to $11. Shares of SeaWorld rising just about 3% yesterday.
0: Yeah, they said they had to do it to stay competitive with the increases in pay over at Universal Mm -hmm. and nearby Disney. Interesting there. And uh, should be an interesting day on Capitol Hill because they're hauling one of the top guys from one of the tech giants before Congress. What can you tell us on that? Google
5: CEO Sundar Pichai makes his first appearance at a congressional hearing starting at 10 o'clock this morning in Washington. The hearing is likely to cover a long list of complaints against Google, including accusations of political bias, a controversial plan to return to China, and whether or not Google violates antitrust laws.
0: And Sears, for a long time in their advertising, touted themselves as Where America Shops but not so much any more, and further evidence of that this morning. What do you have on Sears, Gina?
5: Well, in the long-running saga with Sears now in bankruptcy, the company is shopping around its stores, trying to gauge what they might be worth on the open market while it weighs Chairman Eddie Lampert's bid to buy the entire chain and keep it open. Sears hired the firm Jones-Lang LaSalle to market its portfolio of about 500 U.S. stores Burlington Stores, Dick's Sporting Goods, and U-Haul among those that have so far expressed interest in some Sears properties, along with potential buyers interested in converting stores into residential or office space.
0: And I'm fascinated, and anybody who rents a car occasionally out there will be fascinated with your final item in the Bloomberg Business Report, because you know you get all those attractive rates, and then you realize when all those add-on charges got thrown in there that it's nothing like the deal you thought you were going to get. And apparently all of that's winding up in court now, Gina?
5: Yeah, well, consumers who rented cars from Avis Budget and Payless Car Rental at the counter, Bud, in person, mm-hmm. don't have to arbitrate their claims that allege unauthorized charges, these add-ons that sometime uh, come along, a fuel surcharge, for example, instead a federal court says they can proceed these plaintiffs in court on behalf of a would-be class of consumers. And that's because these plaintiffs sign their contracts before getting a separate paper containing the arbitration terms. And again, uh, this one just covers those that are doing the entire rental at the counter.
0: We'll watch for further updates on that. Always appreciate having you with us. Gina Savetti, for the Bloomberg Business Report live from New York City. Have a great day. We'll catch you tomorrow.
5: Thanks, Bud. You too.
0: Coming up, thank you. We're going to pry open the Bud Man's Florida file for you to focus on some fights DeSantis needs to end. And one, apparently, he's about to end. And OUC, the utility company owned by the city of Orlando here, OUC customers... Hang on to your wallets. The story coming up from the Florida File after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic for you in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Yeah, if you are a betting man, knowing where Trump is or where Time Magazine is politically, you know, part of the anti-Trump media, I'd say Robert Mueller, even though we don't even have anything from him as we speak, is going to be the Time person of the year.
2: I could see that. Maybe even James Comey or something. Hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe. That might be my number 2. We'll see what time coughs up this morning. <laughs> we'll be talking about it. Um I tell you, we were pretty critical here from this microphone of the lame campaign in the general election run by the ultimate victor for Orlando governor, thank God Republican and Trump endorsed Ron DeSantis. Not an impressive campaign, but he so needed to win. I mean, we dodged we 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 dodged the the left-wing bullet that would have been Andrew Gillum here, just by a whisker. And now we are seeing the transition unfold as uh, DeSantis gets ready to become governor, and that will occur on the 8th of January. I like what I'm reading, this article out of Tallahassee, with this attributed to the woman who will be DeSantis number 2, Lieutenant Governor um, Jeanette Nunez. And says that the new governor plans to end fights against the medical marijuana amendment passed by We the People in November 2016 by more than 71 percent of the vote. It only needed 60 to be adopted as a part of the Florida Constitution. Okay, and ever since then, Scott and frankly the Republican conservatives in the legislature and Attorney General Pam Bondi have been doing everything they can to thwart the expressed will of the people. And I've been outraged by it, okay? I'm not a I'm not a fan of legalization of marijuana for recreational use and that's coming or a fight for it, but medical marijuana for people with these awful conditions or in awful pain and nothing else helps and we don't want to get them hooked on opioids etc. they ought to have the option with a doctor's prescription to use marijuana for medical purposes. And the people agreed at the ballot box, 71% of the vote for crying out loud. And since then, we've had the legislature throwing caps on uh, medical marijuana licenses. We still have the ongoing state ban on smoking medical marijuana. You ought to be able to use it in any form your doctor prescribes. And it's all about foot dragging, it's all about thwarting the will of the people because the likes of Rick Scott and the legislature and Pam Bondi don't want medical marijuana. Sorry, that's why we have an amendment system. As flawed as it is, the people have a voice. The people have spoken. And according to Nunez, the new lieutenant governor-to-be, that Ron DeSantis, who will be the governor, says he is not interested in continuing that fight. I think that's terrific. It's also interesting to note that there's a big foot-dragging going on right now by Scott and his team, and I support him on a lot of things. But when the people speak, and I'm a we-the-people guy, and you should be as well, we approved the restoration of convicted felons' rights by 65%. It was on the ballot as Amendment 4. And they are dragging their feet on that, saying the legislature needs to get involved in the implementation of this. It's complicated, etc. I explained to you how simple it is in other states where this is done. And almost every state says, when you pay your debt to society, you've done the time for the crime, you get all of your rights back, including the right to vote. Okay, we have exceptions for murderers and sexual offenders. Okay, fine. But the people voted for this. And the politicians need to get the heck out of the way. And Ron DeSantis needs to apply the same passion that apparently he is applying to ending the fights against implementing medical marijuana that the people demanded to re- restoring voter uh, felons' rights to vote. It just needs to happen. He needs to end those fights and, uh, and, and, and do it in the wake of the departure of the Scott administration. And if you believe in the Constitution of the state of Florida, if you believe in the will of we the people, you should support our governor-elect on this and encourage him to do the same with Amendment 4 that he is doing with the medical marijuana amendment. Stop the fights. The people have spoken. Implement the will of the people expressed at the ballot box. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. 407 916 Agree or disagree. Let me hear from you. Text line open at 23680. A standard message and data rates apply. Oh, stay tuned. If you're an OUC customer here, hang on to your wallets. I smell a liberal rat. Could hike the rates. Don't go away. I like what I hear about the deciding to end the Scott administration fights against implementing medical marijuana fully, which is exactly what the people voted for, and now I hope the same thing is done by the DeSantis people to end the fights against implementing the expressed will of the people on Amendment 4, restoration of felons' voting rights. You know, and he says, according to his lieutenant governor-to-be, Jeanette Nunes, that uh, he doesn't have any interest in continuing the fight on um, on the first issue here, medical marijuana, and that's a good thing that it's, you know, the people's will was expressed and let it be implemented is what DeSantis is saying. We are told. I like what I hear. How about the textures? I'm sure there were some folks not too happy with the bud man. Maybe others are.
2: Yeah. One person says this as the people changing the Constitution is more like a democracy than a republic and says a republic works better, so really does not like the process, the whole amendment process to begin with.
0: Fine, I, and I, you can make a very strong case, and I might be with you on that, but we have a system. you got to play by the rules of the system. If you want to change the system, go ahead and do it. Anybody else?
2: Yeah, another person says medical marijuana is a ruse and talks about all the damage that marijuana does to the brain, so it doesn't support this either.
0: I think it's pretty well documented that it does some really good things for people who cannot get relief from terrible pain from cancer and uh, in terrible conditions, the shaking of Parkinson's. I've got a member of my family dealing with that, et cetera, you know, and it's an alternative to getting hooked on opioids that turn you into a drugged-out zombie. Um, but at any rate, that's what the people expressed. That's what they wanted, and it was overwhelming. And we got to stop trying to thwart the will of the people, you know. I'm pretty simple, pretty basic on that.
2: Well, and I was going to say, too, that if they keep thwarting the will of the people, really people need to start voting these legislators out. I mean, that that's kind of one of the problems as well is they get upset at what the state legislator is doing, but then they keep voting in the same people. I guess it's kind of the problem on the national level as well. But
0: Quick headline right now, if you're an OUC customer here, um, Orlando's utility to consider shuttering its coal plants. You know, we have those two big coal plants that everybody who moves to Central Florida thinks are nuclear plants, but they're not because of the cooling towers. They're over on the east side of Orange County. Um, those are OUC plants here. Um, the city of Orlando owns OUC. All right, Buddy Dyer's all about going green. He's a liberal mayor, and he wants uh, you know he he wants us to be out there in front environmentally and alternative energy and all of this, and he's all excited. About OUC maybe getting rid of its coal fired plants. The problem with that, and watch for it along the way, okay? Because Dyer and four appointed citizens make up OUC's governing board, okay? A lot of power there, and they operate separately from the city council. Dyer's all excited about doing this, but there's going to be a big OUC study, and one of the things is what's it going to cost? Because Coal-fired plants, the cheapest way to provide you, as a customer, electricity, okay? Anything else is liable to cost more, a whole lot more. So watch out for that, OUC customers. We'll keep you posted, because you may need to hang on to your wallet. Melissa Fox, next with our top-of-the-hour news update. Outgoing Senator Bill Nelson talking space, and a drunken Uber driver in central Florida runs after a crash. Good morning, Orlando from the Front Gate Realty Studio from your cell, pound 250 keyword real estate. Good morning to you at exactly 7 o'clock. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on a Tuesday morning at the top of the 7 o'clock hours. We update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger,
1: And I'm Melissa Fox. Our top story we're following this morning, outgoing Senator Bill Nelson is speaking about a project near and dear to his heart, NASA. We'll have details coming up in one minute.
0: Live report on all things Trump, and there's a lot to talk about. It's next on Good Morning Orlando. 703
1: on News Radio 93.1, Florida Democratic Senator Bill Nelson's farewell talking tour continued yesterday afternoon. In a series of final speeches before he leaves office in January, Nelson took to the Senate floor to talk about a subject that he really is close to NASA.
0: Although this is the last of many, many floor speeches that I've made on that subject, I stand before the Senate with a heart full of gratitude, joy, and hope for the future of our space program.
1: You may recall Nelson joined the crew of the shuttle Columbia in 1986, believes lawmakers will continue to set aside partisan differences to ensure a successful exploration of Mars and beyond. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. In a related story, NASA's Voyager 2 is making a milestone move into interstellar space past the sun's influence more than 40 years after its launch. In a statement, NASA said the famed spacecraft has exited the heliosphere and is entering space beyond the stars, which is a remarkable feat for the craft, already renowned for being the only probe to study Neptune and Uranus during planetary flybys.
0: And this what? I mean, just goes into interstellar space Mm -hmm. for infinity, huh? Yep. NASA
1: made the discovery through an onboard plasma science experiment, which detects several factors of solar wind. Voyager 2 is now over 100 billion miles from Earth, bud.
0: Mm, amazing.
1: Remains found in a wooded area of Flagler County in 2016 are those of a missing Volusia County woman. Mandy Chohaneski, as was reported missing in 2011. An ex-boyfriend who had threatened to kill her eventually was charged with her murder. It took two years for the remains to be positively identified using DNA. The announcement about the identification was made yesterday. The victim's family was notified late last week. An Uber driver is accused of driving drunk and crashing while giving somebody a ride. 32 year old William Nevis is facing charges in connection to the incident which happened in Eustis on Saturday. The passenger reportedly got out of the car after Nevis crashed into a pole, but Nevis took off again before police could get to the scene. The police did pursue him. He finally stopped at his house. And then he told officers, I don't remember
0: a crash. Oh, man, you know. It's scary, isn't it? I mean, you put all your faith in uh, yeah. in a driver, whether it's a cab or an Uber or whatever it is. Most of the time, it's all good, but you never know. You never scary. do.
1: Mm. The United States Marine Corps has declared those five Marines who went missing last week dead. They were lost when two U.S. planes collided off the coast of Japan. The Marine Corps says every effort was made to recover their bodies One other Marine was killed. Another was rescued in fair condition. WFLA News Time 706. Read about the disgusting food museum online at our website. That's WFLA Orlando. Wait a
0: minute. minute. The food museum is disgusting or it's a museum of disgusting food? The latter. Really? Yes. Disgusting
1: (laughs) food in a museum. Online at WFLA com. You can check that out. But let's kick off the second hour of Good Morning Orlando right now.
4: You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
0: There has to be a Brussels sprouts exhibit somewhere in that museum.
1: (laughs) I'm thinking about our office party tomorrow and bringing a bag of meat. (laughs) <laughs>
0: what are you afraid they're gonna serve up something you don't like?
1: No, we're doing the Santa Swap, right? So I figured I'd bring it Oh
0: lovely. Oh that's gonna go over well. You never know these. What people. What, what would you put high on your list of disgusting foods that need to be in the disgusting food museum? How about yeah, you, that Steph? Is a great How about question. you? You're always eating healthy stuff, Steph. What would you put there? What's the most disgusting thing? Oh, I got one. Pickles. Pickles. Oh, come Ooh, on. That's I a good one. Hate that. Well, oh, I de- agree with her. Depends on the pickle. A good dill is fine. No. Plus,
1: there's no calories.
0: Yeah. 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 Turnips, Brussels mm. sprouts, broccoli, tripe. nasty
1: tripe, souse, those kind of nasty things. Yeah. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. Oh, anything. <laughs> anything. Pumpkin spice. Are we in agreement? Yeah, we- we're out of the
0: season for that, Yaffe. You got to. You got to end that campaign. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Never. <laughs> okay. In a moment, all things Trump in a live report. Um. Searching for a new chief of staff, I told you who's the slam dunk inside track guy for that. I mean uh, we'll, we'll we'll get the latest on that. Comey's calling for Trump's ouster. We got the Mueller probe going and Trump is just wound up and uh, and boy, major tweet storms over the weekend. so we're going to get a handle on all of this with one of our top flight national correspondents after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic here in two minutes for you on Good morning, Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us, and always delighted to have with us News Radio ninety three point one National Correspondent Michael Bauer to discuss the hot stories of the day. In the six o'clock hour, we talked about a lot of things as we hopped on the Trump train together, and we're going to go over some of this now. Um, uh, for those of you just joining us on the fifty thousand want front porch this morning, Michael, nice to have you with us. On good morning, Orlando.
4: The honor is all on this side of the phone line, Bud. Man. <laughs>
0: We've been talking about Trump trying to replace John Kelly as chief of staff. A lot of folks seem to be running away from it. Uh, I took note of the fact that a rock-solid conservative by the name of Congressman Mark Meadows, he's the chairman of the conservative House Freedom Caucus, says it would be a great honor to be Trump's chief of staff. Where do we stand on filling this critically important position?
4: Well, that's, that's kind of the question at this point. It seems a little unclear. We're also unclear on whether or not President Trump wants really anyone else to be able to run the show. That was a problem John Kelly had with the whole position, and, and John Kelly, who's scheduled to leave at the end of the month, has kind of left us all in limbo. President Trump wanted only Nick Ayers, the guy who was Vice President Mike Pence's chief of staff, to take over, but Nick Ayers, young guy getting back to his young family in Georgia, said he wanted to leave and be with them, so he turned down the position, and that is what's kind of causing the scramble that we're seeing right now. So the question's, are Is there anybody who wants the chief of staff job? And number two, who would be any good at it? Now we know that James Baker, former chief of staff for George H.W. Bush, would always tell incoming White House chief of staff, congratulations, you've got the worst job in government. (laughs) And he says that, bud, because you're looking at, even in the best case scenario, you're on call 24 hours a day. Uh, You don't get any of the accolades that come with the job, yet you will catch all the crap when things go bad. And this is kind of setting up on a normal term what people would have to go through. to whomever comes in here to President Trump's term, the Mueller investigation, and or uh, a, a running again in 2020, and you're talking about a couple of more big jobs that are going to be piled upon what you have to do on a daily basis. Now, it's interesting, you mentioned Mark Meadows because he was one of the big names yesterday, along with Mick Mulvaney and Steve Mnuchin that were up at the top of the list. Each of those, all three of them, at some point in time during the day yesterday, either publicly or privately, said they weren't interested in that position. Whoa, 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 wait Mark a minute, Meadows, wait a
0: minute. Meadows, I said he. I. what I heard was he said it would be a a great honor i, well, I heard manushan and and who's back. huh
4: He came back later in the day and was doing, it was a surprise to me, doing this press junket where he started saying, if you were to offer me the position, I would at least consider it.
2: That element of
4: it, kind of a flip from where he had been earlier in the day, but an interesting one, because now it shows that there's at least some interest in that position. Meanwhile, President Trump had to throw some other names out there, like David Bossie uh, from his 2016 campaign, David Urban, Acting Attorney General Matt Whitaker, and according to what we heard yesterday, one of the bigger names, both figuratively and literally, Chris Christie, has now been added to that list as well.
0: Well. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I, I could see Christie. He's tough as nails, but he might have some baggage. Um, we'll, we'll have to see on that score. And the Meadows thing is interesting. We'll follow it. Let's move on right now and listen to what fired FBI Director James Comey had to say. And uh, I mean, it's very, very clear that, you know, he's out for revenge against Trump and wants the people of this country to oust him from office. Here's Comey. All of us should use every breath we have. To make
3: sure that the lying stops on January 20th, 2021. I understand, and you know, the Democrats have important debates to have about who, who their candidate should be. They have to win. Yeah.
0: They have to win. Wow, okay hyper-partisan James Comey. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, weird from a guy who had been a Republican for so long, but I guess this is the kickoff to the Sour Grapes 2019 tour (laughs) that we've all been waiting for, uh, where he says, yes, Americans should use every breath they have to vote Trump out of office in 2020. Now, he says that a reason for that is that any kind of a Trump impeachment would let the country off the hook uh, and drive into the fabric of our nation that this third of the country, this group of people, would believe there was a coup or this attack on President Trump that would be certainly, according to him, resolved by just losing an election on some level in 2020. But I think you kind of throw that out the window the minute you step up and say you should vote against him in 2020. That's not just some uh, bipartisan, well, whoever wins, wins. That's no, you're calling for that to happen, and you're calling for Democrats to must win in this situation, as well as saying that you have to use every breath in order to do this. So, yeah, it seems to me that this is all kinds of sour grapes from James Comey. He's just getting a place to say it out loud. I suppose we're probably going Going to hear more from him in the coming months and get it ramping up to the 2020 election.
0: Uh, how about in 30 seconds? Anything new on the uh, on the Mueller Russian probe? We ought to know this morning.
4: Uh, Today is going to be a couple of people in court. You're going to see uh, Flynn in for his file sentencing and, and submitting what he believes will happen for his file sentencing. Manafort will be have a hearing in regards to a federal hearing in regards to how he lied uh, in regards to the Mueller investigation. Those are kind of the intros to what's happening. And according to reports from CNN, President Trump, possibly concerned that he could be impeached, doesn't think it's actually going to happen.
0: All right, News Radio 93.1, National Correspondent Michael Bauer. Terrific job. As always, have a great day. We'll catch you next time around, buddy. En- enjoy your morning, bud man. Thank you. We are, in fact, and I always enjoy it when you join the conversation, our astute listening audience here on the 50,000 watt front porch. All things Trump, how much trouble do you think he's in with the whole Cohen situation? Is he going to be indicted and then prosecuted after he leaves office? Uh, What are your thoughts on all things Trump? 407-916-5400. Text me at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Boy, I got to tell you, keeping up with Trump's like trying to drink out of a fire hose, Yaffe. The tweets are coming fast and furious. Steph just handed me a bunch of fresh ones here, and I'm trying to keep up with them all. In the meantime, why don't you check the incoming on the text line, what folks have to say, about all things Trump, we've been discussing with our live report with Mike Bauer.
2: Well, one person says this plainly, says Trump will prevail and the deep state will fail. So there you go. Despite all of this, says Trump is going to be just fine.
0: Yeah, it, you know what? I, based on what's out there now, I think he should be, Mike. And we talked about this in the 6 o'clock hour, and you talked about it yesterday yeah. when I was off, that this whole thing with his old lawyer, Mike Michael Cohen is trying to avoid prison time right now. And uh, and the payments to these women to keep them quiet about the allegations they had of affairs with Trump years ago, uh, if that's a campaign violation, they want to go after him for that and ultimately indict him and then put him in jail after he's out of office. But Trump makes the case through Rudy Giuliani, his a lawyer, and, and, and for himself. Well, wait a minute. These payments were made because, I you know, I was— there was extortion going on here, denying any of these affairs, okay? We, we can debate whether that. We have no idea what's true, what's not. He denies it, okay? And and he said, I had to pay these women off. This will ruin my, 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 my relationship with my family, ruin my political career, ruin my business career at all. So we had a nondisclosure agreement. We paid them off, et cetera, et cetera. That is not illegal. To me, that is separate from the campaign. It's personal.
2: Well, yeah, I think I think the Democrats are really overplaying their hand here. Yes. You know, some of them are talking about jail time, maybe even impeachment. And there could be a really big backlash against something like that. I mean, some of this could hurt Trump maybe politically, but legally, I, I don't think so.
0: Impeachment is to be saved for a really— uh, uh, Yeah, Well, exactly. what, is, what does the Constitution say, you know? High uh, crimes
2: and misdemeanors.
0: Bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors, yeah. right? Okay and uh you know in 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 um in Clinton's case, you know he was he was lying to a well, grand he committed jury. perjury, yeah yes, that's serious stuff here, you know to having some kind of a legal debate about whether or not the president just made a personal payment separate from the campaign or whether or not it was a violation of campaign's finance law and to throw a man out of office and destroy they are they are bent the anti trump forces from the left the democrat party the media etc on destroying this man they in and, and and it's as simple as that and whatever tool they can use they will use
2: yeah, i will say this though the media is definitely pushing for impeachment and the radical left but there are some democrats who are pretty reluctant to go that far right now because i think they realize they don't have anything
0: exactly where we are right now they should not go down that road i would advise the democrats not to not because i'm i'm on the trump train and i support trump i think it's politically going to uh it, it's going to ricochet against them it's going to uh it, it's going to hurt them it'll be they're overplaying they're overplaying their hand and and i i just Plus the fact you got 53 Republican votes in the United States Senate.
2: Yeah, they can never convict them. You can, right. Unless there was some real smoking gun, you know. What
0: is out there now, there is no possible way you would peel away, you'd have to peel away something like 20 Republican senators to get where you needed for a conviction under the constitutional provisions of impeachment. It ain't happening unless something enormous occurs that is not out there now. Making me crazy. Hey, if you are someone you love and care about looking for a job, you are living in one of the best places in the USA. Right, Melissa? That's right. Actually, Bud, we
1: are one of the best in the nation. Coming up, 2019, the Florida job market's going to go crazy This is according to a new study. We've got our own Gordon Bird on the
2: scene.
5: He was a great guy, fun guy, nice, and he wouldn't.
2: Staffing firm Manpower says 29% of employers it surveyed are planning to add jobs during the first quarter of 2019 in Florida, with only 3% expecting cutbacks and the rest planning to stick with current staffing levels. That puts Manpower's employment outlook for our state four percentage points ahead of last year's numbers. Only four states in the nation rank higher than Florida, according to Manpower. The survey also predicts the U.S. will record its 100th consecutive month of job growth in January. I'm Gordon Byrd.
1: Pretty impressive. It is. News brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Listen up, kids. Starbucks holiday drinks are very popular this time of year. But many consumers might not know how many grams of sugar they're drinking. A 16 ounce size juniper latte made with 2% milk and whipped cream has the least amount of sugar on the holiday. Mem- it's 35 grams of sugar.
0: Sounds like a lot.
1: It is. And that's the least. Meantime, you get a 16-ounce peppermint white chocolate mocha latte, also made with 2% milk and whipped cream, 72 grams of sugar. That's crazy. The American Heart Association recommends no more than six teaspoons or 25 grams of sugar a day. So even if you have the one with the least amount, the juniper latte, you are still over the ball.
0: You can be over your allotment for the day before the sun comes up. Yes, with one breakfast
1: (laughs) beverage. Oh, man. And uh, that's 25 grams of added sugar a day for women, nine teaspoons or 38 grams for men. So you guys have a couple of fly to, to float with, but that's it.
0: Good. We need all the slack we yeah. can get. Oh, yeah.
1: Time magazine is set to unveil its person of the year tomorrow. Uh, today, they're releasing the short list of 10 contender, contenders for the annual honor, among them President Trump, who was person of the year in 2016. Several of the other top candidates are linked to Trump, special counselor uh, Robert Mueller, uh, He's investigating that Russian thing. I don't think you've heard about Something it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was top contender last year as well. Time is also considering honoring the illegal immigrant families who were separated as part of the zero tolerance. Oh, I could
0: see them oh. doing that. I was thinking it's Mueller Yaffe. I could see them doing that, couldn't you? Mm. They like oh, yeah. to do that group thing. Some oppressed group.
1: And they did it last year. It was very boring. Uh, Also, uh, this is a name we haven't heard in a a few months. Christine Blasey Ford. Remember her? Kavanaugh hearings. Yeah, the accusator. (laughs) The what? Accusator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway, uh, she's on the list for coming forward with the sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. That she couldn't get corroborated
0: uh, by anybody, FYI.
2: Of course she's on the list, but Brett is not on the
0: list,
1: right? Right, right. No, Brett is not. Mm. And also a murdered Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi. The March for Our Lives, gun control activists, the Black Panther director Ryan Coogler, Russian President Vladimir Putin, South Korean President Moon Jae-in, and Martin, uh, Meghan Markle. So those are your <laughs> your choice. what from the British royal family? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know and what? Suits. I I could
0: see him doing the caravan migrants like that. Time magazine. I know where they are politically. If it's not Mueller, it's going to be them. I think you're on it. I think you are. Let's we want to put some money down. OK, no, 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 no,
2: <laughs> which is annoying because it's called person
1: of the year. Right. They, they could even make the earth the person of the year. I told you that also no, with sure that they whole could. climate change. Uh, thing. Oh, absolutely. They, they, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, know, and, and again, it's not, <laughs> it's not a person.
0: It's, it's not what they consider to be, you know, the most outstanding person, just the most the person or entity that's had the most influence over right. the last Notoriety, year is basically the,
1: yes, uh, or just been in the limelight. I mean, at one point, wasn't Hitler a Time magazine? I Man think of in nineteen
0: thirty-eight. So that'll yeah. tell so you how, how, how broad they paint with the brush. You know, yeah. I
2: still think it should be a person, not a group or an entity. It should be a person.
0: I agree with that. <laughs> it was Secretariat one year, and that's a horse. That's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else is going on?
1: Well, we've got people who own and run America's small businesses are really continuing to, like, uh, see what they are looking ahead towards. They like it. The Small Business Optimism Index came out for November, and it's still within sight of all-time highs. Slightly down from October, but still, plans for capital spending and job creations are up, as I mentioned. Increases in compensation tied a nearly 30-year high. As business owners hustle to attract more qualified workers, small businesses employ about half of the nation's private workforce.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. It's interesting. All you hear from the anti-Trump media is all the economic storm clouds on the horizon. But the people are out there in the trenches doing business. Across this country, They're happy. every day, yep. they are, remain very optimistic. They really do like what they see.
1: Yeah. A Tampa woman can celebrate the holidays. A family she never knew she had is all of a sudden there. 88-year-old Genevieve Purton. She had a baby when she was 18. Okay, she's 88 now. She was told the girl did not make it. However, almost 70 years later, Puritan found out that was a lie. Oh, my. Connie Maltrip took a DNA test, and it revealed that Puritan was her mother they immediately re- uh, re- uh, met up in north tampa and now Puritan found out she's got grandchildren and great grandchildren but she's never thought i'm going to look back and cry about what i lost it's all
0: about looking forward it's amazing how would you feel in a situation like that would you would you mourn for all the years and all that could have been or could've. would you feel blessed by not having exited this world without knowing this. I think. I the, wonder how the, I'd feel. I'd be a bundle of emotions it, It's both really ways.
1: a mix because, I mean, it first is. of all, she spent 70 years either thinking, first of all, that this girl died. Yeah. And, you know, all that lost time. But instead, she's just looking forward. That's what she said. She's well, she not has, looking back at she all. She
0: has the right approach. Mm-hmm.
1: Radio stations are still trying to figure out if they're going to play Baby It's Cold Outside, whether they should air it or not. Deanna Martin, son of Dean Martin. I'm sorry, daughter of singer Dean Martin, yeah. said the controversy is insane.
5: He was a great guy, fun guy, nice, and he wouldn't want to do anything offensive. That wasn't uh, that wasn't Dean Martin. So this has just been outrageous.
1: A Cleveland station pulled the song after complaints that it alleged sexual harassment content. A Denver station asked their listeners, "Hey, should we pull the song?" 93% said, "We love it. You better keep playing it. and we love it here too." And
0: it isn't just Dean Martin, that's been that's been recorded, you know, down to oh. the to the to the singers of today, yes. and it's a very cute story about a guy in a, in a snowstorm and the girl comes over and he's trying to get her to spend the evening, give her a drink and all of this. She's torn, she really likes him. She's worried that you know I really should go. The folks will be expecting me at home. It's a an amazing song. There's nothing else out like it. I knew I knew that would become an issue. You know, in the middle of all of the Me Too, and you are it's happening, and there it is.
2: I
1: don't know if you missed it or not, but the latest Me Too uh, submittance has been Virgin Mary. Apparently, the angel heard not permission. So.
0: Oh, I've got that yeah. story in the final half hour of the show this morning, Fantastic. Melissa. I absolutely do. It's like God has run afoul of the Me Too movement. What? I kid you not, and it has to do with the Virgin Mary. Yep. Stay tuned in 1 hour we're going to we're going to have that story right here.
1: WFLA News Time is 7:40. I'm Melissa Fox having a blast on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Let's keep it going, Bud. What you got over there?
0: I've got the Sound Judgment Ooh. game and we're giving away more tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas Concert in downtown Orlando this Saturday. So if you haven't won Sound Judgment in a month, company tells me you're eligible. So if you've won more recently, please give others a break. It's the honor system. Step aside, play another day. Sound Judgment right now. All you need to do is be able to sing six words in a Christmas song. I guarantee you've heard 50 times at least this Christmas season and every Christmas season for longer than you can remember. I'm making it easy. We want to give away those tickets and we want to give them away to one of our fantastic listeners. We're playing Sound Judgment. Join me now on the 50,000-watt front porch for the game. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Hit that uh, toll-free at 866-916-5400. Sound Judgment right after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic for you. And I'll do that in... Just two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Wow, two weeks from today, it'll be Christmas morning. And in the run-up to Christmas, we're giving away tickets to a great Christmas holiday tradition in Orlando. Steph, let's talk about the prize. Yes, Bud, so today we
2: have a great pair of tickets to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Winter Tour playing on December 15th at the Amway Center.
0: It's a fantastic show, great tradition, and boy, a lot of folks would like to have these tickets. They'll be yours if you can just sing me six words to a very familiar Christmas song. You ready to go? We know you know Jingle Bells. Everybody knows Jingle Bells. But how well do you know the song Jingle Bell Rock? For today's Sound Judgment Game, we're going to play the opening lines to Jingle Bell Rock. Then when Yaffe stops the music, you sing, you got to sing, the rest of the line. I don't care if you're off tune or whatever. But it's only six words long. You get all those six words right, and you're our winner. Jingle
1: bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing
2: and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up those shoes of fun.
0: Take it, line one. Now the jingle hop has begun. Ooh, Yaffe, that sounds pretty good. Verify it for me, will you? Now
2: the jingle hop has
0: begun. Wow, sorry, everybody else, but congratulations to our winner. Game over. You nailed it, and you sang it well. Congratulations to you. Thank you, bud. (laughs) That's good stuff. What's your name?
4: Matt, New Smyrna Beach.
0: Hey, Matt, have you ever been to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra? They come through town every Christmas. One time, it's fantastic. The show is different; they change it. It'll be awesome. You're going on us, Matt. Is it? Tell me again. Is it Matt with two T's or one?
3: Two T's, Bud.
0: All right, we're going to do that for you. And uh, Matt, congratulations. We appreciate you being a longtime regular here on Good Morning Orlando. Thanks a lot.
3: Thanks, Bud. Love the show.
0: Oh, I'm just glad to hear that. Don't go away. You and Stephanie will make arrangements. You, sir, are going to the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Yaffe, you think you would have handled that one? You hear it on the radio all the time.
2: You know, no. I was going through it, and I don't think I would have known that part, even though, I, like you said, I've heard it a million times. Yeah. But I know the tune. Everyone knows the tune. Your but... fallback
0: excuse is always...
2: Well, I'm a drummer. Yeah. So I pay attention to the rhythm and the music, not <laughs> the it. words. I get it. You're Here's what spe- that
0: part. You're a specialist. Okay. <laughs> we understand. We understand. Good Morning Orlando continues now from the Frontgate Realty Studio from your cell hit pound 250 keyword real estate. So one week ago today history made in Orange County the first Democrat to serve as Orange County mayor and a man who made history in a host of ways. The brand new mayor of Orange County was inaugurated the sheriff for so many years the chief of police in Orlando before that Jerry Demings. Scheduled on the 50,000-watt front porch as his administration begins, and we'll be talking with the new mayor here at about uh, 10 minutes after 8, 12 minutes out. In the meantime, we're going to get you up to date on the news. Melissa Fox is here for that. Uh, The latest on uh, flu shots, been a controversy about this, and uh, she'll tell you what you need to know. And Delta Airlines, would you believe, has banned kittens and puppies? Whoa, they've gone grinchy on us. We'll find out about that, too, and good morning from us all at 7.58 now. Good morning, Orlando, on a chilly Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock. We're glad you're with us for our latest check on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Coming here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. I'm
1: Melissa Fox. Top story this morning. drive through flu shots this Saturday in Orange County. The details will be up in a minute.
0: And I'm talking live with a brand new mayor of Orange County, Jerry Demings, next on the 50,000-watt front porch here on Good Morning Orlando.
1: 802 on News Radio 93.1. Orlando is holding a drive-through immunization event on Saturday. It starts at 9 a.m. It is first-come, first-served. Kent Donahue is with the Florida Health Department in Orange County. He sums it up for us.
0: The drive through flu shot is first-come, first-served while supplies left. And it starts at 9 a.m. and runs to 3 p.m. on that
4: Saturday at 1001 the Executive Center Drive here in Orlando. And if you have any questions, you can call 407-858-1444, and that's our immunization office.
1: That number again is 407-858-1444. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teenager claims he's behind more than 100 break-ins in Orange and Osceola counties. Deputies this weekend arrested a 14-year-old boy for breaking into a home. And during the investigation, they say the teen admitted to breaking into 126 cars within the last week. Another suspect is in custody and a third remains at large. A trial is underway in a murder in Leon County that made national news years ago. Denise Williams is on trial for killing her husband, Mike, 18 years back. The jury was seated yesterday. Opening statements will be heard today. Williams was arrested seven months ago after her late husband's friend confessed to plotting with her in the murder so they could be together. A Nassau County teenager is facing charges after an incident that left a neighbor, in his words, freaking out. Seventeen-year-old Aubrey Stinchcomb was arrested last week for child abuse after a dog was found dragging her half-naked baby through the yard. The child was bloodied and found to have bite marks from the dog. A neighbor saw the incident but couldn't get anyone in the home to respond to his repeated banging on the door. He finally flagged a passing driver down to call for help. Delta Airlines is banning emotional support animals on flights longer than eight hours. The airline is banning puppies and kittens on all flights. Delta announced Monday it won't allow animals younger than four months as support animals on any flights beginning one week from today. Delta said it changed its policy after 84 percent increase in reported incidents involving service and support animals over the past two years. These incidents include animals relieving themselves on flights, biting passengers and crew, and one widely reported attack about a 70-pound dog.
0: You know, I mean, people were putting peacocks on there and claiming (laughs) that they were support animals. What they're trying to do is transport their animals, their pets, free of charge. And they're gaming the system. And I'm sure Delta's going to take a lot of heat, you know, Grinch jokes at Christmas or whatever. I think they've done the right thing. But
1: a, a reliable and proper service dog uh, is not you the know, same somebody as a who's support blind Or animal. has
0: you know exactly that's a different category.
1: Yeah, and the the problem is you can't ask if it's a support animal or ask for proof. So there's technicality, especially here in Florida.
0: Yeah, interesting mm-hmm. to see how that plays out.
1: Election issues continue to plague Florida over a month after Election Day. The Department of State says over 6,600 ballots were not counted because they were delivered to state election offices just too late. Florida law says ballots mailed inside the U.S. must reach election offices by 7 p.m. on election day. The news of uncounted ballots comes after recounts for three statewide Florida races. WFLA news time is 8.06. Read about the woman who got released from jail and then fell through the ceiling in the jailhouse bathroom, which then sent her right back to jail. Whoops. (laughs) That's online at WFLAOrlando.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now.
0: Welcome to the 50,000-watt Front Forge. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. So our news partners at Fox 35, and I do a live hit with them on the early show at 515 every morning. So I've gotten to know them all well, and they do great work. Um, they are, they have been interviewing just within the past few moments, the brand new mayor of Orange County, Jerry Demings, inaugurated one week ago today. And the idea is he hops in the car from Fox 35 and gets on the phone and calls us. he has got him booked for four minutes from now. We hope the connection gets made. Um, lots to talk about with Jerry Demings. We've had him on uh, before when he's been sheriff for years here. He was inaugurated last Tuesday, December 4th. He won the election by 62% in a three-person field. And um, he is the uh, first Democrat to head Orange County as mayor in 20 years, succeeding Teresa Jacobs. And we want to find out what changes we're going to see here. Of course, Jerry Demings gets a lot of attention for being the first African-American mayor of Orange County and uh, he he was the first police chief here and some other offices. He he broke new ground here. And he's a local guy, graduated from Jones High School and said upon his inauguration, a poor kid from Washington Shores in West Orlando has now become the Orange County mayor. And he said, I hope this inspires every boy or girl that if you work hard and play by the rules, you can become whoever you dream to be. It's quite a story. We'll find out what he has in store for us in Orange County Jerry Demings next on Good Morning Orlando. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes, here on the fifty thousand watt front porch. It's been one week since his inauguration. We welcome to Good Morning Orlando and the fifty thousand watt front porch an old friend of the program. Has been around this town far longer even than I have been. Mayor Jerry Demings, welcome back to Good Morning Orlando, and congratulations to you.
3: Good morning, and it's always good to be on the show. Thank you for having me again. And before I forget, let me just say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everyone.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So you're into this one week. I mean, this is a far bigger operation, Orange County government, than the sheriff's office you ran. By a factor of about three and a half times more employees and by my calculations, about 16 times bigger with its four point two five billion dollar budget. Your predecessor Rich Crotty says he remembers being overwhelmed by the size of Orange County government. How is it one week in, sir?
3: Well I'm having a fantastic time. Uh this is all self-imposed on my behalf. And in many ways it's like going back home. I prior to being the sheriff, I did work for the Board of County Commission as uh, one of four deputy county administrators. And so I'm very, very familiar with its processes and Orange County government in general.
0: Well, now, during your uh, inaugural address, you cited your top four priorities let let's uh let's get inside a couple of these right now you mentioned affordable housing we've got a crisis in that regard you mentioned developing long-term solutions to our regional transportation economic development and enhancing public safety mayor i have to ask you i'm getting a lot of noise right now did you just open the window or something (laughs) <laughs> no, I
3: didn't. But uh, let me see if I can make it a little bit better for you.
0: Where are you as we speak?
3: I'm driving along. I uh, have your speakerphone this morning yeah. coming from. Uh, Five thirty-five. The interview. So it's it's yeah. always uh, very <laughs> very busy for me.
0: Well, okay. I appreciate that, and whatever you did really really made it a lot more um uh made it a lot more clear than it had been. So we have an affordable housing crisis. How do you? I mean, a lot of people they just can't find a place they have enough money to to live in, to rent, to own, whatever. What are you going to do about that? How do you tackle that?
3: Well, we have about a third of our residents who are chronically rent stressed in their either mortgage payments or rent payments uh, because they make a well below a living wage, and so the way that we're going to have to tackle that is that we have to get overall wages up in this community, and we can do that by attracting uh, better-paying jobs, uh, high-tech jobs, uh, even uh, jobs within the construction trades industry, uh, pay fairly well, or other skilled jobs uh, that we can uh, teach individuals through uh, vocational schools. So we're going to attack it from that angle as well. And then uh, the other thing that we have to do is really – make certain that those who are building housing uh, that they're able to build the the housing at an affordable cost and hopefully pass on savings uh, to the citizens and we can do that by the way that uh, we uh, have uh, regulations uh, we can uh, create incentives we can improve permitting processes because time is money when we talk about construction so if we can work with our, our construction companies and builders to make certain that the processes they go through are as efficient as possible, then we can cut down on the time. And then lastly, uh, we can look at uh, getting our fair share of uh, trust fund monies from Tallahassee that is already earmarked and allocated uh, for uh, affordable housing. Uh, In the last several years, the trust fund, the Sadowski Trust Fund, that is, uh, the dollars have been used for other than what the, the voters of Florida Uh, said that they would be used for. And so we want to make certain that we'd lobby in Tallahassee uh, to get our fair share of funds coming back into uh, this community to deal with things like down payment assistance, uh, maybe even rent assistance, et cetera. All
0: right, we'll watch for that. It's also, from your inaugural address, um, one of your top four priorities to develop a long-term solution to our regional transportation problems here. We got the I-4 Ultimate Project. That's going to be done in 2021, They tell us sunrail continues to hemorrhage red ink. It's losing money. And Orange County is one of the entities that's going to have to take over the funding from the state. Uh, I have to believe that that is one of the transportation issues you're going to have to deal with. What are you going to do about sunrail? And are we going to be looking downstream at a tax hike to keep the rail system afloat here in Orange County?
3: We're going to have to improve connectivity and reliability of our mass transit systems here we have far too many people who are uh, living further away from where they work, and so we're going to have to be smarter about how we plan our uh, development projects. And uh, we can't solve affordable housing without solving the transportation issues. And uh, while we have many projects, uh, construction highway projects underway. uh, We really can't build ourselves out of it. We're going to have to look at alternative modes of transportation. And so I do believe that this is going to require a regional solution because uh, the people here are living within the metropolitan area and moving freely between the area. And so uh, we're going to have to work with other local governments, the state and the federal government, uh, to make certain that we are able to uh, pay. We, this uh, Solving the transportation uh, challenges, uh, it's going to require some money. But you didn't answer my to-
0: question with all due respect, Mayor. Is it going to take a tax hike in Orange County and other counties in the city of Orlando to keep SunRail operating when the state gets out and it has to be funded locally?
3: Okay, yes, I was getting there. Uh, In order to uh, solve the transportation crisis, what we are going to have to do is look at some type of dedicated funding source. And what that funding source will be, I can't tell you, but I can tell you this, the citizens of uh, this metro area have an appetite to do something about it, uh, and it's going to require all of us going into our pockets. I'm not sure what that funding source would be, uh, but we're going to have those discussions across the region to solve the challenges that we all face here in the community. And so we as citizens, if we want to solve this crisis, it is going to take us uh, really going into our pockets to figure out how to do that. I'm not advocating a, a property tax increase or any of that but I think that there are other viable means to uh, pay for it, and we're going to have to look at public-private partnerships. Uh, we're going to have to look at uh, private entities who are willing to come to the table, and we have some of those solutions now with all aboard Florida, Bright Line Express that's uh, coming into the area. Right. And so uh, as mayor, uh, it will be my job to kind of look to those uh, P3s, the public-private partnerships, to try to solve these issues.
0: Hey, before I let you go, Mayor, because the time has flown by and we're almost out of time here, what will the citizens of Orange County first notice that is different under the administration of a Mayor Demings than Mayor Teresa Jacobs, your predecessor?
3: Well, what we're doing is we're going to be very intentional about improving our overall customer service. So I want people... Uh, when they do business with Orange County to feel that uh, they have been heard and that we have done our best uh, to uh, meet the needs of this growing community. And we're going to balance all of that out uh, and with uh, taking care of our environment and taking care of our people at the same time.
0: All right, Mayor. Mayor Jerry Demings, thank you very much for your time. I know how incredibly busy you are, and you're, you're rolling down the highway talking to us on the phone, and we do appreciate it. Congratulations on becoming mayor one week into your administration. We'll continue to follow your progress, and thank you so much, and Merry Christmas.
3: But thank you Merry Christmas to you as
0: well. All right, there we go. 407-916-5400 if you want to react to the interview with the new mayor, text line 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. An update coming your way right now in 2 minutes here on Orlando's news, weather and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 54. Oh, the Beach Christmas Boys, Day. Yaffe with a Christmas music. <laughs> Throughout every show, and we're only two weeks away from Christmas morning, Yaffe, right after the interview where I tried to pin the new mayor, Jerry Demings, here in Orange County down on how you're going to fund SunRail when the state stops picking up the operating costs a couple of years out. You know, I've said tax hikes are coming up and down the line, and Orange County's part of that. And after the interview, you looked at me and you said? Well, tax hikes are coming. It sounds like tax hikes to me. And you had a texter I mean. <laughs> who had exactly the same initial reaction to the interview. Yeah,
2: it says uh, Jerry Deming's translation into English from doublespeak: "You're screwed. Taxes going up."
0: <laughs> you know, I, d- I don't think I don't think it was doublespeak, and it takes takes Jerry a long time. To say things, he talks in in great deal and uh, great detail. Uh, I should he say he
2: really tried hard not to say taxes were going up, though. Yeah, he, he said, "I'll really, get to that. It's coming." Yeah. yeah. So what? All right. So he, we stayed with him on that, you know, and and other funding sources. He uh, said, you know,
0: but God forbid any public official. And I personally like Jerry Demings a lot. And he really has really great credentials. There's no question about that. No wonder he won so handily, sixty two percent, the mayor's race in a three person field. But God forbid we should have a government leader at any level say, "No, we're, we're to fund SunRail to keep it going. If we if we're going to do that, we're not going to raise taxes. We're going to cut spending." Yep. Yeah, Why does that never happen? Not going to happen. <laughs> Why not? You got a four point two five billion-dollar budget, they're going to move some money around, whatever it takes to float SunRail, and I know they're going to keep the trains running, okay? There isn't any doubt about that. They're not going to shut down SunRail, and all of these counties on the route, north and south of Orlando, and the city of Orlando and Orange County, are going to, one way or another, have to pick up the tab on this, and it will be substantial, but when you got a budget like he's got there, they shouldn't be talking... First reflexive reaction is tax hike. Other funding sources cut the spending somewhere else. Priorities move the money around. That's how I would run Orange County.
2: Well, I mean, that's common sense. That's how it should be run. But when you're a politician, you want to try to make everyone happy. And if you cut spending somewhere else, that upsets someone else. (laughs) So...
0: Yeah, t'was ever thus, huh? At so government rate, just gets bigger. Yeah, okay. Now, in the next half hour, okay, are you ready? At Christmas now, we turn to the scriptures, and an issue has been raised by one of these liberal professors that God, are you ready? God has run afoul of the Me Too movement. Stay tuned for the story of... That will pin your ears back, and we'll be talking about it in the final half hour of today's show. (music) Melissa Fox alongside us right now, and uh, stay tuned for a couple of minutes. We have just received word on the Time Magazine Person of the Year, and it's not just one. We'll get to that in a moment. But right now, a lot of folks hitting the road for the Christmas holidays, yeah. and good news on gas, gas prices. Gas
1: prices keep on dropping right around the state. The average price of unleaded is at two twenty eight a gallon in the Orlando area. It's down to two twelve. Mark Jenkins of AAA in Tampa says it won't last forever, though.
4: You know, with OPEC passing or agreeing to a production cut last week,
2: um, it's really up in the air as to when oil prices could respond to that. You know, it's a good chance that we might not see oil prices rise until uh, early next year.
1: But for now, Jenkins says the low gas prices could mean more travelers on our roads this Christmas season. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The lawyers for an accused cop killer won't be able to get a new judge. Last week, Markeith Lloyd's lawyers filed a motion to get Judge Frank Lawton to recuse himself from the case. But yesterday, Lawton denied the motion. Lloyd's lawyers argued that Lawton could not be impartial because he allowed police to wiretap the phones of Lloyd's friends and relatives. Lloyd is accused of killing Orlando police officer Deborah Clayton, but his upcoming trial has to do with the murder of his pregnant ex-girlfriend, Sade. uh, Sade. Sade, there we go. Sade Dixon, I'll be all right. (laughs) So I'm worried about the Time magazine names. You see, they've they've come out with their person of the year honoring journalists whose work has cost them their freedom or their lives. Yeah, yeah. Person of the year 2018 uh, is a few people. Including the journalists. It's the Guardians of Freedom, is what they're referring to.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. A group of journalists whose work has landed them in jail are portrayed on four separate person of the year time covers. Ooh. And, um, you know, whether they wound up in jail or in the case of Khashoggi, uh, it cost them their lives. Um, these, you, what are they called? The Guardians? What is it? The Guardians?
1: the Guardians of Freedom. Yeah. Uh, you got assassinated Saudi journalist and Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi, as you mm-hmm. said, the indicted Filipina journalist Maria Reza, jailed Myanmar uh, reporters Wa Lone and
0: Kwasa Un. And, and then we remember the mass shooting yeah, the in Capital a newsroom up in the Washington area, the Capitol Gazette. They were targeted by a gunman who opened fire in the newsroom, killing four journalists and a sales assistant. You know, Yaffe and um, and and Melissa, I didn't see this coming. I thought it would be Mueller because they love him so at time, or I thought it might be, I don't know who else did I have? I had somebody else in mind, but particularly had, uh... Mueller
2: the migrants or yeah, the, I the caravan
0: migrants because they're very sympathetic to them yeah. in in the in the leftist media here but, but, it's, actually, but it's the journalists
1: yeah the journalists won it um the runners up president trump and special counsel robert Mueller.
0: very interesting it's just in here within the last half hour yeah. breaking news Mm -hmm. Florida Democratic
1: Senator Bill Nelson speaking on the Senate floor several times in recent weeks, getting it all out of his system before he retires, I guess. This week is no exception. He's ready for his departure from the Senate next month. And he talked about NASA, one of the entities he's vigorously supported as a lawmaker, says he has high hopes for the space agency's future and its efforts to explore
0: Mars. It's a future full of opportunity, and it is a future that will require everyone Industry, Congress, and the agency, as well as our international partners, pulling in the same direction to make it a reality.
1: Nelson, you might recall, was an actual member of the shuttle Columbia crew during its 1986 mission.
0: Absolutely right. Just before Challenger blew up, he went up in 85, you know, and uh, he was the only senator to do it. There was another lawmaker uh, to do it, I think a member of the House, as I recall, and uh, made some history long ago. Do all of these senators who are retiring or get retired by the voters, as the case with Bill Nelson, go on these talking tours in Washington where they just keep on talking every day about one issue after another? Yeah,
1: I don't know. My uh, This goodness. is the first, at least in my book. Goodyear employees in Venezuela are being given 10 tires for severance pay. The American company is leaving the country. In a statement yesterday, the firm said economic conditions and U.S.
0: sanctions forced them to make difficult decisions to stop producing tires in Venezuela. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing about this. I mean, it means, you know, you're done. Get out. Here's enough tires to take you far away (laughs) from us.
1: Right? (laughs) The tires reportedly are a part of a bigger severance package that they're going to offer. But right now... Venezuela has been in economic turmoil since, uh, well, about four or five years. It's sanctions, hyperinflation, power cuts, food, medicine shortages. It's called
0: socialism. That's mm. what you end up oh, with. Oh,
1: yes. Goodyear is only one of several foreign films, uh, firms to pull out. we got Kellogg, Kimberly Clark, and a few airlines as well.
2: I was just gonna say that would be like if we, you know, we got canned here. They gave us what microphones or yeah.
1: Here's
0: headphones, a set of headphones or something. Headphones. I don't know. There's something about the tires and the idea. <laughs> know. You know, you know, you can get like 500,000 miles away from us. Just keep on driving. Uh, you know, I, are done. you
1: guys familiar with the Holderness family? You probably are, yappy, right? A little bit. The Holderness family. No, I'm not. they do some parody songs, and they're they're cute. It's a family, and they it. Well, here, just just give
3: us. I really
0: it. Can't stay. Okay, you're free to go. I've got to go away Understood no means no This
5: evening has
3: super been super
0: appropriate so well But I do understand consent my will start to Worry. definitely
3: text her right now will be <laughs> the floor. here's the code and there is the so door
1: really I'd better i am going to
0: stand over now here You just a half
1: a drink You more. are
0: in control of this the thing neighbors might think. invite <laughs> him over if you like that is great <laughs> parody of baby it's cold outside that now is considered you know by the me too movement to be inappropriate for play right because yes. it uh, you know it's a guy trying to you know seduce this girl, ply her with alcohol, mm-hmm. whatever, Me Too movement thing, right?
1: Yes, and the Holderness family, they've been around for several years. The whole family's involved. They do these parody things, and I, I really thought you'd appreciate it, Bud. So uh, tomorrow I know you're starting a new chapter with Alan Spector coming in and taking over uh, for Deb, uh, you know, for well, real. And... You're going
0: to be doing some other things for sure. us. You're going to be backing him up. Um, oh, yeah. and, but that is terrific. Tomorrow we're going to do a segment on this whole uh, furor over this great old Christmas song that now somehow... Shouldn't be played. And some stations are pulling it, we are told. Um, baby, it's cold outside. And definitely send me the whole parody so we can play it tomorrow. Of course. Can you do that? Yeah. Thank there you, is well. uh, way too
2: much truth in that parody. It, it really is. It's w- w- so F- romantic. A- huh? oh, yeah, it's time. Yeah. It's <laughs> 841.
1: I'm Melissa Fox. <laughs> <It's And> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yes, I can spell harassment. To
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that tomorrow and take some calls and text messages. So join us on that score. Melissa, thank you so much. Appreciate Very it, true. and Thank the you, good bud. work you've been doing for Thank us. You. Okay. Next, a new twist on the war on Christmas. Has God running afoul of the Me Too movement from the Bud Man's outrageous wing of the Believe It or Not file? You don't want to miss what this is all about. And we'll have it after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning, Orlando. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I am so done with these liberals making us try to walk on eggs every time we turn around. You know, we're running afoul of um, the Me Too movement, which is what this story is really all about as I see it. You know, and and we're twisting ourselves in knots with political correctness to make sure we, we don't say or do the wrong thing and that somebody might be offended. Let me set this up, and I don't have a lot of time to do it, by reading you a passage from the um, Gospel according to St. Luke, in which the birth of Jesus is with- foretold, okay? It's Luke, first chapter, verses 26 to 38, and I've taken some of it out here to shorten it down a little bit in the interest of time, and then I'm going to tell you what a liberal college professor is tweeting about this. It's unbelievable suggesting very strongly that God has in fact run afoul of the Me Too movement. And I'm sure we can't have that. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus.' Lord's servant, Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And with that, the angel left her. And with that, obviously, liberal professor, is there any other kind in colleges and universities across the country today anymore? Eric Spankel, who works for the University of Michigan, or Michigan, make forgive me, Minnesota State University, Minnesota State University, land of the liberals, 10,000 lakes and even more liberals. Professor Spankle has tweeted that he wasn't quite sure if the Virgin Mary had given consent when the angel came down from the heavens and told her that she would conceive the Christ child, writing, the virgin birth story is about an all-knowing, all-powerful deity impregnating a human teen. There is no definition of consent that would include that scenario, happy holidays from the professor. Well, somebody tweeted, with knowledge of the Bible, thank the good Lord, called Spankle out, said the Virgin Mary did indeed okay the plan. That Luke one ends with verse 38, and, and, and I, I quoted it to you. She agreed. "'I am the Lord's servant,' Mary answered. "'May your word in me be fulfilled.'" So it was fine with her. Consent was given. We can even believe we're talking about this. Um, And and, and that person with knowledge of the Bible said, "'Whether you believe or disbelieve, "'it helps if he actually read the text.'" To which Spankle, the liberal professor, responded, "'The biblical God regularly punished disobedience. "'The power difference, deity versus mortal, "'and the potential for violence for saying no "'negates her yes.'" To put someone in this position is an unethical abuse of power at best and grossly predatory at worst. They're teaching your kids. I'm telling you, that's what's out there, everybody. What do you think of that? The liberal professor says, hey, God has run afoul of the Me Too movement. Anybody? Anybody? I don't even know what to say about this but I wanted to put it out there because it is out there. So Gaffey, what about this crazy story with this professor who says the virgin Mary hadn't given consent to be impregnated with Jesus when the angel came down from the heavens and told her that uh it was a done deal courtesy of God.
2: Well, you made I mean you made a great point that she did give consent. Now he made this point that oh, she just did it out of fear. Well, maybe she did it because she loved God and believed herself to be God's servant and believed God knows what's best. It's not always just about blind fear. This person really just doesn't understand religion in the Bible.
0: You were uh, smiling as you read the text line. Share what you see with us.
2: (laughs) One person makes a really good point, says, the liberal professor has committed the cardinal sin of the women's movement by assuming that God is a male. You oh. said God's a male.
0: Ah, now that's interesting. <laughs>
2: feminists like to say it's a female.
0: Interesting. <laughs> Dave, you're in a coe Quickly, please. Go ahead, Dave. Uh,
4: yeah, this is a interesting topic. Uh, I was just wanted to say that there's not even any sex act involved in this. There's a reason why they call this the Immaculate Conception. There is no physical or sexual act involved. So he's thinking of this t- uh, strictly as, as a sexual uh Conflict. Well, the guy, the
0: guy, the guy is obviously an atheist. The guy is godless. The guy has no clue about the Bible and point well taken. I appreciate it. Final verse of Luke chapter one. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. blanche to God. Your will be done in my life.